0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. And we're coming to you a bit earlier than usual this week, uh, recording this episode on Thursday afternoon. And it is Newsbury where we're heading, uh, Newbury rather, uh, to uh, where we're heading this weekend, taking in three races from their Saturday card with the uh, uh, Steventon Stakes, the Metal UK Handicap and the Group 3 Hackwood Stakes all coming under our analysis uh, this week. And it's good afternoon to Ben. Uh, Good week,
1: Ben? Yeah, afternoon Tony. Uh, Decent half week. Um, Was at a party on Saturday night. Uh, for my wife's boss's 50th and it was not really my cup of tea, <laughs> shall we say. Um, I'd probably need about 20 vodka cokes down the line before I'd <laughs> even consider getting on the dance floor for the ABBA Megamix type oh, of
0: fantastic!
1: that always being pumped <laughs> out. So um took me a couple of days to recover from that brutalness. But um, yeah, all right, yourself, good week. Um, you recovered yourself from the... Fifty to one outside shot, you two oh. up in the John Smith Cup. Astro King nutted on the line. Tony, man, Jesus, that was uh, a. I show you that's some shouts for it Astro King, watch out! Thank
0: shout. you very much. Yeah, beaten by a bees' dick as the uh, oh. as they say oh. in Australia. Unbelievable!
1: Yep. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it was a good one though. Ran a good race. I did. It wasn't in the age trends as well, Ben. As well, I was uh, listening back uh, to the recording and. Uh, but he, he was better than there's a lot of horses that come out of Royal Ascot. you know things get you know big fails, um, trouble in running and all that. It's always something yeah. to yeah. Look, look into, isn't it? So uh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Anyway, let's crack on with things. the, the coverage of the Steventon Stakes duo for 150 Saturday at Newbury. Uh, ben, can you start us off with this one?
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, Steventon Stakes, which I've been calling the Stevenson Stakes for about 20 years, but <laughs> turns out, Steventon. Uh, no race trends for me for this one. Uh, I did notice, though, that um, eight of the last 15 winners of this were either favourite or clear favourite, mm. which is, uh, is a high percentage of winning favourites, obviously. In fact, I went back to last 26 renewals, 13 of them, so half of them, were won by a favourite or joint favourite. So I'm, I'm not actually... Generally I want to be looking too much at price trends or stats, but that's quite a strong pointer there for this particular race. Uh, Al Assay is the favourite this year. Now he was fifth of five, beating 25 lengths last time out at New Market. That was a seasonal debut, uh, over one mile four. All his wins will come over one mile four or one mile five. They dropped back to one mile two for this. He's zero from four over trips shorter than one mile four. Um, so, despite those strong stats for the favourites in the race, personally, I could leave Al say well alone at the price. Uh, he might well win, but he's not going to be carrying my money. Um, what to take him on with, though? Uh, small field, but nothing outstanding in it. Highland Avenue, he's next in the market. Uh, I'm not overly really convinced by his stay in prowess over 1 mile 2. Uh, he's 0 from 4 over further than 1 mile 1 possibly not the strongest option to be taken a favour on with. Epic quote, he makes his debut for the Meads. Uh, this is his first run for 251 days since moving over from France. Not all that easy to thread his form lines together. Form is decent enough though, just not Easy to know exactly how it fits in with this particular race. Phantom Flight uh, hasn't done much since winning a handicap at York last season, I don't think. Uh, Dancing Magic, still maiden after eight starts. Steps out of his own age group for the first time here. And then you've got the other three-year-old, Ovi Addo. Uh Both wins have come on good to firm, so he'd maybe be happier if the ground properly dried out come race time, which is a potential. Um... I also look at the potential pace makeup up of the race. The Highland Avenue and Dance of Magic potentials to bounce along out front, but both also potentially not strong stairs at the trip, so connections might be not too keen to lead, which then possibly leaves that Marty Meadron, our epic poet, who has front run in France. We also know he definitely stays the trip. I also a look at Mead's record at Newbury in non-handicap races with Colts in the May to September period. Since 2016, he has six wins and two places from 21 qualifiers. 38% win strike rate and over 48 points profit. That would be a positive for Epic Poet. Uh, Epic Poet has he's actually been declared a non-runner at Newmarket in April and at Goodwood in May. So he's clearly been ready to roll for a good bit. So even though it's his first run technically for 351 days, he's, he must have been on the go and ready to fire for at least a couple of months. And given I've got uh, reservations about the two ahead of them in the market, I am happy enough to roll his ice with Epic Poet here. It's uh, priced up at around 13 to 2 at the time of recording, and that's it's more than enough to tempt me in for a play, Twenty, What have you got
0: for us? Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, Alice here, uh, Group 1 form last June, finishing 6th uh second of six, beaten the neck by pile driver in the Coronation Cup at uh, Epsom over a similar trip, stunk the place out on return to action earlier this month, uh, finishing last of five. In uh, the listed Fred Archer uh, at Stakes at Newmarket beaten 25 lengths, 9-4 25 lengths and nobody Called in uh, to it, i was been looking Around this morning, BHA website uh, William Haggis Websites or whatever um, Racing pose, Sporting Life, nothing, absolutely nothing on Why the horse got beat, finished last of 5 beaten 25 lengths, nothing Nothing to see here, move along uh, Obviously not the easiest to train uh, one six winning, uh, one winning six-year-old in the last eight years. Be, like yourself, be rather looking at those ages between uh, three and five, and elsewhere. So I'm, I am going to go with the, uh, the like uh, of uh, Highland Avenue, uh, ran well in defeat in a couple of Group Three contests this term before finishing fourth of sixteen, beaten two and a quarter lengths in the Wolferton Stakes at Royal Ascot. Uh, not the greatest course form, or the best returns over a similar trip. Ben, as you were uh, alluded to, but uh, Highland Avenue, uh, he's also he's won three times. Uh, William Buick is yet to win on him as well, but uh, saying that, I'd rather be with Highland Avenue uh, against the favourite in the uh, in the 150 there. Uh, 225 Newbury, a handicap, class 2 over 2 miles and a half, a furlong interesting race this one Ben
1: Yeah it is, 6th um, renewal of this staying handicap, uh, no restraints obviously, but I did note that none of the 25 horses that filled the first 5 places in the previous 5 renewals one next time out. All were beaten. So some early signs that it's maybe not a race to follow uh, on the horse's next start. Early days for the race, of course, but, you know, it's, it's potentially a, a warning starting to build there for following horses after the race. Uh, back to this year's throw. So uh, uh, a nice and chunky 15 runners going to post. Better for 16, but, you know, can't have it always. Um, I would be looking at a shortlist of Sweet William Jeremiah, par, apparate, sorry, and the Grand Vizier. Vizier, vizier. Can't speak in the afternoons, Tony. <laughs> uh, Sweet <laughs> William, Jeremiah, apparate, and the Grand Vizier. Uh, Sweet William, he opened his account at the fourth time of asking. I'll well, ask him out. And he makes his handicap debut here. Now, he's also entered in the Ebor at York next month. And he will definitely need to win prior to that to make sure he gets a run in it. And there's no chance he'll get in it off his current mark of 88. So if the Ebor is a serious target for Sweet William, um, then a minimum they need to win this. Probably need to win two races to get a seven-point penalty to give him a chance getting in the Ebor. So, again, if that is the plan, they're gonna to have to start by winning this one. I was winning we last time out. That came when wearing first-time blinkers. So I had a look at John Gosden runners wearing blinkers for the second time, having won last time out. Uh, Their return figures of seven wins, two places from twenty-one qualifiers. That's a thirty-three percent win strike rate. Twenty-four points profit. So the improvement. Can continue on to the second run with uh, blinker wearers from the Gosden Yard. Obviously, positive for Sweet William here. Also noted the record of See the Stars offspring in UK flat races over trips of two miles to two mile four furlongs in the July-August period and on good to softer quicker. That group returned 25 wins from 54 qualifiers. 46% win strike rate, over 58 points profit. Win in place, 61% strike rate. So there are plenty of positives, uh, assuming the ground will stay good at least. Uh, Plenty of positives on the breeding front for Sweet William. Uh, It is his first try at the trip, but he should, looking at those stats, he should stay well enough at the first time of asking. Uh, Jeremiah, now he's a... He's a horse that NTF members and I have a, a very strong love-hate relationship with. Um, Took a big Jim Goldie. Plenty of runs to get a win into him. He's won twice this season though, uh, and he's now back up to a higher mark. Now he's yet to win at Class 2 level on five previous tries. He did go close in a Class 2 in seasonal debut at this season, and you mark it. Ultimately, he is hes a tricky he's a tricky bugger. to get a grip on Jeremiah, but He's the kind I would need to include on a short list. Uh, Aparat, he ran a big race last time out at Doncaster. His first run for 587 days. Also his first run for Jimmy Osborne. He should come on plenty for that outing. Uh, if the ground stays good or quicker, that will also definitely suit him. And if you look at him on good or quicker, from marks of 92 or less and off breaks of 70 days or less, He has three wins, two places from five starts, so conditions should suit him on Saturday's interest and at decent prices. And the Grand Visor, he comes in off the back of an excellent second Royal Ascot. He's still on a a winnable mark based on the very best of his form. Uh, If you look at him at Class 2 or 3 races on the flat, off marks of 100 or less, and first to fourth start in the season, five wins and a place from 10 starts, so... Again, he will have conditions to suit here. He ran seventh in the race in twenty nineteen from an eight pound higher mark. So he has handicapped to go well. From that lot on my shortlist. I think I'm only most interested in backing Sweet William and at bigger prices. I do like Apparat. Um if more rain falls and forecast though, I'd probably consider switching to the Grand Visor from Apparat. So Sweet William and Apparat, uh, as things stand. Tony, what have you got for us?
0: Yeah, interesting one. Um, my shortlist, uh, quite different, actually. I've got Novel Legend, who's around 15-2 to 2 at the minute. A couple of wins in March over course and distance uh, and uh, over course and distance in April were impressive enough, especially the six-length victory over course and distance in uh, April, as I said, uh, off a £9 low mark as the 11-5 to favourite. Uh, by Nathaniel, lost nothing in defeat in the Ascot Stakes at the Royal Meeting over two miles, four furlongs. Return to this course and distance uh, Will suit novel legend for James Fanshawe. William Buick takes the ride. Daniel Muscott's uh, been uh, uh, riding the uh, gelding lately, but uh, William Buick up uh, on this one. Uh, Postilio, uh, Postilio, yeah, Postilio. That'll do. Uh, Ten to I'll one. Bet, yeah. yeah uh, second of thirteen, beaten nearly five lengths at Chester on sole attempt over this trip. Possibly racing a little wide didn't help. Uh, when Postilio finished 6th of 12 beaten over 12 lengths in the Copper House handicap at Royal Ascot last month, off a similar mark, uh, and better than that effort suggests uh, Postilio uh, for trainer. Roger Varian, David Egan takes the ride there for Roger Varian, and also a couple of uh, bigger prices uh, for list. I'll be playing those two. I'll be playing Novel Legend and um, Postilio each way, a couple at bigger prices for listeners to consider come Saturday morning. Uh, Zinc white for trainer Ian Williams. He's also got Grand Vizier in, in the race, hasn't he? One of your fancies, Ben. Uh, yep. Yeah, Ian Williams trains uh, zinc White, beat novel legend two and a quarter lengths in May over two mile two and a half furlongs possibly his participation in the ascot stakes over two mile four was a little bit beyond him and asking a little bit too much of zinc white I think he makes an interesting outsider and a solent getaway uh, at 33 to one around 33s at the minute on Thursday afternoon winner over a similar trip at Haydock in May uh, on good to firm ground, and simply wasn't suited by the trip in the Ascot stakes uh, at the Royal Meeting behind a horse with no name. I think a couple of horses having a day out at Royal Ascot, I think, and uh, are certainly better than those efforts suggest. Uh, zinc White worth a, a look at, and Solent Getaway, But I'll be playing Pastilio and uh, Novel Legend in the 2.25. On to the 3 o'clock, the Group 3, six furlong Hackwood Stakes at uh, at Newbury. Ben, your thoughts on the Hackwood Stakes?
1: Yeah, 12 runners going to post in the Hackwood. Uh, Lezou and Comanche Falls at the head of the market currently. Uh, I've got a shortlist in this one of Rohan, Cold Case, Garas, and Rum Star. Now, Rohan finished close fourth in the race last year and he will have conditions to suit on Saturday. If you look at him, over six furlongs at Group 2 level or below and of breaks of 42 days or less, he's eight wins and one place from 12 starts. He ran last weekend in a handicap at Asuka over five furlongs, which I think is too short for him. But he's perfectly fine off short breaks, short turnarounds, because his form off breaks are 20 days or less. He's five wins in two places from 10 starts. So I do like Rohan. I think he's got a a good chance. A cold case was last seen when well beaten in the Sandy Line Stakes at Haydock. That was on good to firm ground. He probably doesn't want things quite as quick as that, I don't think. Uh, If you look at him at Group 3 level or less, on good or good to soft. He's four wins in a second from five stars. So he'll be happier with the conditions he meets uh, at Newbury on Saturday. Garas, another on my list, he's the highest rated runner in the race. Now he finished a close second over seven furlongs in France last time out. He'll be happier back at this six furlong trip. though. So if you look at him at Group 3 level or below, over five or six furlongs in the March to August period and on good to soft or quicker ground, or the all-weather. You see he's 8 wins and 5 places from 15 starts, so only twice failing to at least place. And he should get those conditions at Newbury on Saturday. Drumstar, the other on my shortlist, he steps out of his age group for the first time here. And he's close 5th in the the Commonwealth Cup last time I was working out well. was a career-best effort for him. Probably not a a Group 1 player anyway, so he'll be happier dropping back to Group 3 level here. If you look at him at Group 3 level or below, on good or good to soft, four wins and a second from five starts. I do think Rumstar, I don't think he looks overpriced at double figures, so I'd happily have a double each way on Rumstar. And Rohan, I think he's the other I'll be playing, is... He's not really had his conditions yet this season, his three starts, but he will have plenty in his favour on Saturday. So, Rohan and a rum star for me, Tony and the Hackwood, what you got for us?
0: Yeah, when we were discussing this earlier, Ben, um, I, I very quickly did a uh, shortlist, I think it was on Tuesday, I think, so five-day decks, and I came up with, uh, there was six on it, uh, but Uh, now for the final declarations there only remains two so I'm sticking with these two Uh, and the first one is Lezou four from seven in Korea Uh, three from three on good ground, three from five over a similar trip, Dottori gets on well with him, uh, obviously her rather, Uh, Dottori is two from five on a, won the group one Chively Park at Newmarket last September Uh, is disappointed in two group One starts this term uh, but takes a bit of a drop in class here to take on level right 11 rivals in this uh, in this group too Frankie Dettori riding for Rafe Beckett uh yeah he's top of them uh, she is top of the market at the minute at the top of the market but uh I'll be uh, having a little look at uh, lazoo come Saturday morning and also anAF which I find really interesting um busy horse this year Colt has been on the go since the 14th of January. Uh, racing uh, six or seven times, not disgraced in Group 2 company at York and Haydock this term, and a credi- creditable third in the Group 1 King Stand at Royal Ascot, beaten two and three quarter lengths by Bradsell, uh before a fourth of ten. Beaten two and a half lengths in the Group 3 Coral Charge early this month when jockey Ross O'Ryan reported that the Colt was denied a clear run approaching the final furlong before running on at the business end of proceedings. So, yeah, Anaf for me at an each-way price, Mick Appleby, and also uh, Lazoo for trainer Rafe Beckett and uh, Frankie De So, that's it for today. Many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing pod blast, Probably not the most exciting of weekends racing, but hopefully we've dug out some horses that get the job done at Newbury on Saturday. And remember, if you're nearly rising, catch me on Epic Radio, weekdays between 5 and 7, lots of racing news on there, and uh, Shed Hot Radio between 7 and 9. And when Ben is not supplying me with his 90s bangers for my Shed Hot Radio show, uh, you will find him over on his own site at narrowinthefield.co.uk. That's narrow in the field. Dot co. Uh, dot uk. Until next time, and thanks for all the lovely comments. It's a big thanks for listening. Uh, thank you very much, Ben. Just I. And have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers now.